What's going on, people? It's your boy Kelechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. And more importantly, I hope y'all are excited for the new month. Look at it, we already made it all the way to October 2020. Like, my gosh, we are three quarters of the way through 2020. Yes, I know it feels like 2020 being like three years in one, but we almost through it. And it's been, it's been good in some areas. It's been really bad in some other areas, but man, it's October already. That's what I've been saying to myself. It's like, man, it's already October. It's already October. How? How are we already in October? Like, it's like I've experienced all the seasonal changes and I never left my house. It feels like it was just literally winter yesterday. Now, part of that is because I usually I was reading something the other day and it was talking about how we set our time frames based on where we are and where we go. And that tells us what time it is and what season we are in. But since we're under this pandemic and we've been under lock and key, and we've been kind of been at home this whole time. We've kind of experienced, you know, in, um, when you watch cartoons and it shows how like time is moving super fast in the window and you first sun comes up, sun goes, goes down, moon comes up and it speeds through. And then you have rain, you have snow, you have the trees shedding all their leaves, all of it just happening outside the window of like a cartoon you're watching to show that time is moving really, really fast. That's basically how it's felt this entire year. It's felt like time has just kind of been flowing by. It's just kind of just been going and going and going. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, well, dang, we in October. We three quarters of the way through the month. First of all, we thank God that we made it this far because, you know, I mean, there's been a lot going on. But we just, it's, I mean, still, it's still good, man. This year has been trying, but at the same time, it's been a blessing in different ways. Um, and I hope it's been a blessing for you and your family as well. I know that there are a lot of things that we wish were not the way that they were. There are a lot of things that we wish were a lot better. Um, and we wish that the world was not where it was. But regardless, I'll always say be thankful. Count the things that that you are happy to have in your life. Um, be, be, be thankful. Having a spirit of gratitude. I promise once you get to the point of having gratitude for what you have, you start to see life a little bit differently. When you have a, a viewpoint of being more gracious and more gratitude and more excited about what you do have, you will always, I, I'm serious when I say this, you will always look at life and enjoy life a little bit more. Um, at least I've seen it in my own life where when I am, I'm more gracious, when I look at life from a viewpoint of thank God for what I do have. I may not have everything that I want, but I do have a lot of the stuff that I need. And I thank God for that. And if you have that viewpoint, if you have that, that gratitude viewpoint, living life from a standpoint of gratitude, I promise you, life is a whole lot sweeter. Life is a whole lot better. And that doesn't mean that that's going to be the case every single time. No, that's never going to be the case 100% of the time. But if you can start from that baseline point, 
I promise, life just seems to be a lot better. It just seems a lot, a lot sweeter. A lot sweeter. But anyway, that's not why y'all are here. Y'all aren't here to hear me talk about all of that stuff today. Today, we got a lot of news to cover. As you guys know, every Tuesday and Thursday, I make up new podcasts. And every Thursday, we focus on the business world. And we focus more on the news surrounding the business world. Now, first of all, as you guys know, it's about to be earnings seasons again. So coming up in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be diving into earnings reports. I'm going to be diving into talking about different companies and their earnings reports. Because as you guys know, it is important that we know these things as fellow investors. Yes, everyone who's listening to me right now, you are an investor if you're listening to me. Because if I catch you. And you're not investing. You better be paying off debt if you're not active. If you're not investing in the in like an IRA or something. If you're not investing, if I catch you, we're gonna have a problem. We're gonna have a problem because you should be investing. This is how you grow your money. Now, if you're paying off debt, it's different. You're in a different ball game. If you're trying to save up to have your six months of emergency fund expense, that's a different ball game. But still, even then. I want everybody investing. I want everybody growing. I want everybody to be wealthy. That's the entire point of this podcast. So that you can be wealthy, not just for yourself, but for those around you as well. So you can give and bless other people. You know? That's the that's the key thing with this entire podcast. I don't want you to just be wealthy to be wealthy for wealthy sake. Nah, bump all that noise. I want you to be wealthy so you can give and help those around you. That's the entire goal. That's the entire point. That's why we talk about everything that we talk about on this podcast. Everything else, the business topic is so that you know what's going on in the business world and how that is shaping and affecting you. That's why we talk about, that's why politics is talked about on this channel from time to time because politics tends to affect business, sometimes in a negative way and sometimes in a positive way. So we talk about that. So, and that's going to be part of the topic for today. Today, we have a lot to go over. Of course, I hope y'all watched the presidential debate because that thing was hilarious. For a lot of people who are more serious than I am, they probably watched that thing and they were cringing the whole time that they watched it. They were probably like, oh my God, is this our president? Is this the people that we are having to run for president? For me, I was watching it and I was just dying laughing because I was just like, oh. This is hilarious because it's it, it, it was drama. I was kind of scared. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to that topic. So, yeah, we'll talk about the presidential elections. Not really the elections. We'll talk more about the debate in and of itself. Focus mainly on the things that they talked about when it comes to business. Then we'll talk about Apple and Epic and they're just going all out war. It's turned nuclear. And then from there, we'll talk about uh, Prime Day. And we'll I'll, I have a few things that I need to get off my chest to y'all to keep in mind about Prime Day moving into the holiday season. And then we have some sad, unfortunate news that we'll touch on at the end of the podcast. But we start off with this. So on Sunday, Sunday was a very, very big day. Like last Sunday was a very big day. We had the heat going up against the Celtics to close out the series, close out that basketball game series. And then we had New Orleans Saints playing against the Green Bay Packers. And that game actually got really, really interesting at the end when the Saints tried to stage a comeback. They didn't make the comeback. They couldn't come back. And Drew Brees, I don't know. What's up with Drew Brees, man? Any Saints fan out there, let me know. What's up with Drew Brees? I don't know. He ain't looking like himself. He ain't looking like himself. But anyway, all that was shadowed 
by the fact that President Trump's tax documents were released by the New York Times. Now, they didn't release the actual tax documents, but they released findings from the tax document. So one of the things to know of why this is interesting and why this is important is because President Trump is the first president since the 1970s that has refused to show his taxes. And when we look into his taxes, we know why. And now part of that is also his taxes is going through an audit process, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't need to, uh, he does, he can't reveal it. He can definitely reveal it, even though it's going through the audit process. But either way, he has decided he's not going to reveal his taxes or show his tax documents. And now we're kind of seeing part of the reason why he didn't really want to show his tax documents. So you probably paid, if, if you guys haven't seen these tax documents yet, you paid more taxes, probably, depending on your income bracket, you probably paid more taxes than President Trump did in the last decade. Like you probably just last year alone, your taxes that you paid last year alone is more than Trump has paid in the last decade. And even between 2017 and 2016, or 2016 and 2017, he paid $750 in taxes both of those years. I need his accountant. I ain't gonna trip, I ain't gonna play. I need this dude's accountant. I need this guy to come work for me and perform some of this wizardry that he is, whoever his accountant is, that is performing these wizardry and doing all this magical things where this guy is not paying any taxes. I need that. I need that love. I need to, to be able to like, you know, do that business things and avoid taxes. Now, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm kidding, by the way. I know the importance of taxes. I'm actually an advocate, even though it's going to cost me money and I don't really like giving away money, except if I want to give it away to charity or anything like that. But to the government, it's kind of like, eh, they don't really. Anyway, beside the point, but I'm actually an advocate of more taxes because I believe that we need more of those resources for the, for the economy as a whole and for the, for everyone as a whole to be able to better the entire economy, higher taxes. We saw it with uh, Obama's presidency from 2008 to 2016, where even though he raised up taxes, the economy actually boomed coming out of that financial crisis that we had. He raised taxes, he was able to do more things in the economy. We saw the opposite, even though the economy still expanded and the economy was still doing very well under President Trump, but what we saw was there was a tax cut, which we'll talk more about it, and it didn't really turn into like more inflows of jobs and those kind of things. But we'll talk more about that in the next topic. But either way, when I saw the tax, I was like, dang, I need somebody who knows taxes like this. But anyway, but the thing is, the reason why he was able to pay no income taxes, which is the key thing, it's not just that he didn't pay taxes, it's that he didn't pay no federal income taxes. It's because of the way the tax system is set up for uh, for real estate agents, for business people, for people who own businesses, for companies, for corporations. The way it's set up, it's a, they're allowed to do certain things to not to not pay income taxes. So basically, one of the things that you can do is if you lose a bunch of money, you can depreciate that asset over time. So you can count it against your income tax. So like, let's say I made an investment. Let's say I made an investment. I, was, I, I sold or I invested a boatload of money into 
Hertz, for example. I invested, let's say I invested $100,000 into Hertz and I see Hertz is losing all this value. So I said, I'm gonna cut my losses. I'm gonna sell Hertz for $50,000. So I cut my losses. I bring, I get $50,000. Now what I can do is over the next few years against my income tax, I can deduct instead of paying income tax to the government, I can deduct and say, Hey, I lost $50,000 in capital gains tax. I lost $50,000 in my investment. So I'm not going to pay any income tax. And the government actually encourages that. The government encourages you to do those kinds of moves. So you can keep depreciating that tax year over year. And depending on how much you need to, to depreciate it against your income tax, it can take a number of years before that completely is wiped out, before you can con- completely eliminate all those losses and you can you have to start paying taxes again. So that's basically what Trump did as well. I mean, he had an investment. He bought a bunch of golf resorts. He bought a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of golf resorts, but he took a massive L. Like a lot of those golf resorts were not making money. A lot of them were actually losing a lot of money And so what he did was just like any businessman would do is he depreciated that asset. He counted it against his income taxes and then that way he didn't have to pay any taxes. Now, in one sense, that's, I mean, that's smart business. I mean, that makes good business sense. If I was a businessman, if I had a business, I would do the exact same thing. However, the question that, so that didn't really shock me at all. That didn't really shock me. But the question for me is, how can you operate a business for so long with a loss? Now, of course, we found out how he was able to operate a business for so long at a loss it is because one, he had made a boatload of money with his show, The Apprentice. That show made a bunch of money, which kind of saved him. And then on the other side is he took out loans. He took out a lot of loans. Now, the loans is what really scares me. I don't really care about his taxes or anything like that. That's not important. That doesn't make a big difference. At the end of the day, this is how you play the game. In all honesty, even for me, I'm not going to trip with y'all. Even for me, when I get to a certain point with my investments, I will definitely look for certain investments that I have that is not producing and I will make it a producing asset. Not necessarily because it's going to bring me money, but because it's going to cut my taxes. So I will sell an asset and take a loss so I don't have to pay so much in taxes. These are some of the things that I think every regular person should know how to do. Like you should know how to make the tax system work to your benefit. You should know how to make things that should be negative turn around and be positive for you. But a lot of us don't know that. And so we get mad when it comes to it, when it's really just the system we have. Now, you can't, you can argue with me and say, Hey, the system shouldn't be that way. But however, that's not exactly a good idea because what the system does incentivize is for businesses and for companies and for people in general to take risks. It's why the United States is able to have the amount of innovation, the amount of businesses, the amount of small businesses and all this type of things is because it allows the government allows companies to take these risks and then be able to pay for pay it off later on and not really and count it towards tax breaks and those kind of things rather than taking that loss and then being like man we just lost 20 million dollars so in one sense it makes sense in another sense it's like 
you really need to figure this out in another way and make it work better because a lot of people kind of lose out on that. So don't focus. The main thing I'm getting to is don't focus and get lost in the sauce of the taxes. The main thing that I think more people should be focusing on is the fact that our president has $400 million in debt that is coming due in the next four years. In other words, in the next presidential election, that is, I mean, the next presidential term that's coming up, this dude has $400 million that is coming due. For me, that is very much a problem in the sense of like, who has, who may have leverage over our president? Or the other part of it is, will he put certain laws into place so that he can benefit? In other words, so that his businesses and when he gets out of office, he won't have to deal with all those debts. Is he going to put something like that into place? Because the tax breaks that he put into place in 2017 has greatly benefited him. It has greatly benefited him. But my other thing is like, just looking at it and saying, yo, he has $400 million in debt that's coming off. There is something there that just, it scares me. It just scares me, man. It just doesn't sit right. It just possesses a risk factor that I don't want to ever think about when it comes to the president of the free world, the president of the United States, to know that somebody might have some amount of leverage over his head, that somebody might have this huge amount of leverage. $400 million is not a small amount of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough that somebody might have that level of leverage, which might make him push him in a certain direction. It just reminds me of House of Cards, man. This literally reminds me of House of Cards, the way that this is being framed. Just really, really reminds me of House of Cards. But anyway, moving on from there. Oh, and the other thing that I wanted to point out is a lot of people are focusing on him deducting a lot of things. Like, can y'all just chill? Like, this is... Like, I don't understand why people are freaking out about, oh my God, he deducted this amount of money for haircuts. He did, it's a business expense. It's a business. Like, for example, if this podcast becomes like a full on business thing, I am allowed legally to deduct. Let's say I buy a new Microsoft uh, microphone for $400. I am allowed to deduct that legally. I'm allowed to say I'm using it for business expenses. Therefore, I'm going to deduct this $400 as a business capital expense. This is how the system works. So don't get lost in all those, all those things. Learn the system and then you can like figure out, okay, should this be done? Should this not be done? But always remember that some of the tax rules are put into place, not necessarily for the corporations themselves, but what it incentivizes the corporations to do. So if they're allowed to take a risk, let's say a corporation is allowed to take a risk by hiring people. So they will take a risk of $50,000 per year on hiring and expanding. They can deduct that, even though it still costs them income tax that they have to pay for that person. But that's besides the point. There's a lot more in the whole tax thing when you start looking at it. The American tax system should not be as complicated as it is, but it is. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk about the debate that happened on Tuesday night. Bro, that thing, (laughs) honestly, I was kind of scared, but at the same time, I was very entertained. So I don't know how to really feel about it because it was so chaotic and it was so ridiculous, but I was enjoying, I was really, really enjoying the, the chaos. 
it was like a drama like which is not good because this is our presidential presidential people up there and donald trump was just donald trump and joe biden presented himself very well he spoke very well he did very well but trump being trump man it was just oh gosh it was so funny people were like trump looked like a bully up there not allowing donald trump to i mean not allowing joe biden to talk it was hilarious I, i mean i was watching it and it was just so hilarious but anyway as a business podcast we're gonna focus on some of the things that they talked about from a business perspective so trump said increasing corporate taxes currently it's about 21 percent increasing corporate taxes will cause companies to leave the united states and cause a depression the likes that we have never seen biden on the other hand said he wants corporate taxes to go back up to 28 percent um like it was before trump was in office he believes it will be a way to spend more dollars on the economy and help the general public my take is historically and looking back at 2017 whenever a tax cut is done what happens is companies do stock buybacks companies do not go ahead and start creating new jobs or anything like that what they've done historically is to boost their share price which only helps shareholders which is why i always tell y'all if you really want a piece of the american wealth you need to invest either in real estate or in stocks or something shares or something because these companies are more incentivized by their shareholders than they are to keep a company going so regardless to hire more and more people so for them it's basically they did a lot of share buybacks they did a lot of share buybacks share buybacks increased by like 50 percent after that 2017 tax cut that's a lot it wasn't 50 percent, but it was a substantial increase i think it was somewhere in between 10 to 20 percent, somewhere in that range which is a high amount because if you look at when it comes to trillions of dollars that you can possibly use to hire people versus just buying back your shares you can see how much that played a role so in my in my estimation increasing that corporate tax back up to 28 percent will be a good thing regardless because at least it will give the government more money to work on the economy and it'll give them more money to incentivize and build out other resources in other words create other jobs hopefully at least that's the idea that if they have more taxes they can at least put in more jobs for infrastructure rebuild and those kind of things to actually help the economy so that's just my take the other thing they talked about is on the economic uh, recovery post-covid biden is of the mindset we need to take care of the virus before we can take care of the economy he also said he's worried about the k-shaped recovery now the k-shaped recovery i know we've talked about the v-shaped we've talked about the u-shaped we've talked about the uh z-shaped we've talked about the the square root sign we've talked about a lot of different uh we've talked about the nike swoosh we've talked about different shapes of an economic recovery one of the ones that economists are really really scared of is the k-shaped recovery now the k-shaped recovery is where those who are already high earners and already doing well in society will come out of the the recession doing way better it's what happened in 2008 those who were high earners owned stocks had assets they came out and they were doing really well on the bottom of the totem pole however those who are just the average joes the working class people they were left in the dust and so you had this split where the middle class started disappearing 
And the thing about that has been great about the United States for year over year is the creation of that middle class. When you have that middle class and you have people that can actually like see a route to move up in life, it actually helps a lot in the economy. But after the recession, one of the things that has been being talked about by a lot of economists is this K-shaped recovery. And we are seeing it where we look at the stock market, it recovers super fast. We look at the real estate market, that's doing unbelievably well, but we still know that we have over 20 million people that are unemployed. And so that's what uh, Joe Biden is focused on. On the other hand, Trump is like, we can't play any games with this thing. We need to open back up. We need to do all the things he's been saying, you know, all the usual stuff. So the debate overall, these were the two things that I pulled out of there. The debate was chaotic. And the main reason for the chaoticness was Trump because he kept on doing all kinds of interruptions and he had various outbursts. And it was just a very, very chaotic debate. But I enjoyed it thoroughly, thoroughly, because I like chaos. I like drama and anybody who has a proper head on their shoulders. And to be honest, it's because I also don't really have a dog in the fight. And so I'm just enjoying watching it. I don't really care because part of it is I don't really think that a president is going to make much of a difference. I believe that your local elected officials make much more of a difference in your life. And so focus on that. Figure out who are the elected officials in your state, in your in your county, in your city, and vote for those guys. Because those guys will make much more of a difference in your life than the president. I mean, yes, they will have impact. I'm not going to play and say they won't. But much more so your local elected officials. Because that's who determines how the lines are drawn in your state and what schools your kids go to and determine how much money your schools get, determine if your roads are going to be good. It determines how much money goes towards all the infrastructure stuff that you need in your cities. So pay attention to that. That matters a lot. That matters a lot. It determines a lot of stuff that is going on in your homes more than anything else. What happened, and somebody told me this, and it's really, really impactful. He said, what happens in your home, in your own four walls, is much more important than, than what happens in the pre- in the White House. So what happened in your house is much more imp- important than what happens in the White House. So stay on the grind, stay focused, keep at it, do what you gotta do, and yeah. The next thing I want to talk about, this is going to be one of the last few stories for today. I actually talked about that debate and stuff way more than I expected to talk about it. But the last one, one of the last stories I'm going to talk about is Apple versus Epic. And dog, this war has taken a whole different ball. Like this thing has gone nuclear and they're finally going to court. Both, both of them are going to court. They had their first court case, their first court hearing on Monday. Backstory. Epic wants to charge its race directly to customers. Apple said, shut up. Epic started crying. Apple said, we don't care. Epic went to court. Apple said, bring it on. That's basically the backstory of what's happening right now. And, but the thing is, this is bigger than just about Apple and Epic. Apple is being accused of being a monopoly and using its app store as told to force developers to pay them to have access to the customers. Apple says on the other side that Epic is a multi-billion dollar company that does not want to pay their fair share of fees, but wants all the benefits of being on the App Store. So it's basically just, this is going to be big because we've already seen Match, the uh, the Match company, which owns Tinder, already spoke up as well. Of course, 
Spotify, we've talked about them before and how they're not happy with Apple or Google and the way that they take their money. So both companies and both this decision that's going to be come down, whatever the decision is that the court agrees to is going to be massive. It's going to be massive. And finally, the last thing that I wanted to bring to y'all today before we get into some kind of sad news. Let's go good news before we talk about sad news. The last thing is Prime Day. Set your wallets, get it ready, get yourself prepared because Prime Day comes around October 13th. Prime Day, which is usually in July, had to be delayed because of the pandemic and Amazon was already running about as much as it could possibly run. So they extended it or they postponed it. And basically by Amazon uh, postponing Prime Day to October, it's extending out the holiday shopping season. So much so that it's expected that we will spend about 1.2 trillion, now catch me, 1.2 trillion with a T, yes, with a T dollars this holiday season. And that's even with all the unemployment that we have going around. So now with that number in mind, I want to focus on everybody that's listening to my voice right now. Just because something is on sale does not mean that you need to buy it. Just because you see a sale does not mean that it is cheap or that you are saving money. No. If you didn't plan to buy something and then you see it on sale and then you spend the money, you didn't save money, you spent money. You used money. Just because something is on sale, please do not buy it unless you actually planned to buy it. That is the only time you actually save money. You only save money when you plan to spend $200, but then you end up only spending 50. That's saving money. The other side of where you didn't plan to spend $50, but then you saw a sale and then you spent $50, you didn't save any money. Just because it's a sale does not mean you need to spend the money. Please save your money. Do not get caught up in the sale season. I know it's the holiday season. So we're going to have all kinds of deals popping out of nowhere. We're going to have all kinds of sales calling your name. So please, 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 for all those who are hearing my voice right now, do not waste your money. Anyway, the last thing that we're going to talk about is kind of the sad news of the day. We just passed the threshold of about 1 million deaths. Actually, it's more than 1 million deaths of the coronavirus. And it's very sobering, man. It's uh, extremely sobering just to think about all the lives and all the families that have been affected by this thing, which is why we need to take this thing seriously because it hasn't gone away. There's no vaccine yet. There's nothing. So please keep taking the precautions, washing your hands, staying safe, stop going everywhere where people are at. Take all the precautions that you know you need to take, not just for yourself, but also for those around you. Also, with that note, we still have over 20 million plus people that are filing for unemployment. And the number, even though it's stabilizing of week over week new unemployment, it had a slight uptick. So... It's very negative news. And then on top of all of that, 
Disney just announced that it's going to be letting go of 28,000 people. So just to put everything and think about this whole thing, we are still very much in a recession, regardless of whatever you're hearing on TV, regardless of what the stock market looks like, we are still very, very much in a recession. As a matter of fact, the bankruptcies level that we've had for retailers this year has surpassed all that we had in 2019. In 2019, we had a total of about 20 companies or 18 companies go bankrupt. This year, we're already at that level with 18 already filing for bank bankruptcies. We are on pace to have about 48 retail bankruptcies, which is more than we had during the financial crisis of 2008. So, I mean, uh, just, you know, keep, I know a lot of us are going through all kinds of stuff, but like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I thank God that we made it to October and with the little that I do have, um, is just to be gracious and to have gratitude because again, 1 million people, 1 million families that have lost loved ones that they couldn't even probably couldn't spend time with. So just, just, uh, let's, let's all focus on ourselves, not necessarily on ourselves, but on those we love and just love on them. Love on those people that we love. Call those you love and just say hello. But but anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast. We started off, we talked about the presidential debate. We talked about Donald Trump's taxes and I explained some of the tax things to y'all. I hope y'all are a little bit more educated because one of the things that I love to do on this podcast is to help y'all understand some of the things that are going on and why they're going on the way that they are going on. And then we talked about Apple versus Epic and we touched on some negative on just slightly sad news for the day. But that's all I got for y'all. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. Peace.